This is a tale of two seltzers. It was the late 19th century. The healing waters of upstate New York were famous the world over. The Saratoga Spring Water Company sold its first bottle seven years before the light bulb was invented. Today, Saratoga Sparkling Water is known for its iconic royal blue bottle and a champagne-like bubble. The number one seed in Seltzer Deathmatch, it burst the bubbles of Boylan, LaCroix, and Adirondack. Some say it's unstoppable. But New York City is the carbonated jungle where dreams are made. And the New York metro area's favorite seltzer brand isn't hoity-toity. It's down-to-earth. It's 79 cents a bottle. It's vintage seltzer. Vintage knows about being underestimated. It's owned by the same company that makes RC Cola, which is used to playing third fiddle to Pepsi and Coke. The number two seed, Vintage, proved its worth knocking flat Polar, LaCroix, and Hint Fizz Peach on its way to the finals. Today, it is up against Saratoga, a classic battle of upstairs versus downstairs, Prince versus Pauper, Wall Street versus Main Street. It's Saratoga versus Vintage in the finale of Seltzer Deathmatch. Welcome to Seltzer Deathmatch, the quest to find the best seltzer in America. We're your judges. I'm Travis Larchuk. And I'm Rachel Ward. And today's special guest judges are these people! We are recording in front of a live, on tape, audience of previous guest judges and other friends in my apartment in Brooklyn, New York, the seltzer capital of the world! Uh, to those of you who may be new listeners to this podcast, welcome. Uh, as you heard, NPR's David Green, for some reason, explained at the top of the episode, this is the season finale of Seltzer Deathmatch. We started with 16 seltzers. 16 seltzers in a single elimination seltzer tournament. And now we're down to the final two. So this is a great point to join us if you're a first-time listener. Tonight... We will all be judging Saratoga and Vintage one last time. Our live audience will get the chance to share their tasting notes and sense memories or express a grievance with something that happened in a previous episode of Seltzer Deathmatch. But first, every episode we ask the question, what's your relationship to seltzer? But I realized Rachel and I have never actually answered that question ourselves on this show. So, Rachel, what's your relationship to seltzer? Well, I'm going to answer this question with a three-minute piece of tape. Uh, my dad was <laughs> my dad was in town the other day, and uh, I wanted to give him a chance to respond to something I had said on the very first episode of Seltzer Deathmatch. I compared a really gross vanilla seltzer that we tasted to some janky homemade root beer uh, that my dad made for me and my sisters when I was a kid. Dad, in a previous episode of the podcast, we said that your homemade root beer was bad. Would you like to take an opportunity to defend it? Nope, I imagine you're right. <laughs> wow, you rolled right over on that root beer. <laughs> I, I, it, I'm not a soda drinker, so I don't, you know, I didn't really have a lot to... Did you not even notice that they tasted I weird? never tasted them. So you didn't know our suffering. No, I would, that was a shock to me when I heard that episode. <laughs> no, if I recall correctly from episode one, it's Sodi time with special guest judge Dylan Boo. 
the circumstances were that there was no soda at your house, right? That is correct. Why? I gave up soda, I think, back in high school, possibly in college. I, As a kid, I absolutely loved it. I had a, a little Saturday job with one of my uncles. I would get to ride with him on his his bread. He had a bread delivery route, like a really cool job for a 12 or 13-year-old kid. And he would buy me all the sodas I wanted, and I would come home at the end of the day just totally floating. Because we would get one like at every stop, and he had like 40 stops on his route or something. And I, I continued this heavy soda habit into high school. And at some point, I just decided to go cold turkey, and I just started drinking water and milk. So I had always understood that when we were kids, the reason that there was no soda in the house is because we were kids, and like kids couldn't have soda, and like we were being punished before we had even had the soda. Well, you weren't being punished. It's just that you were the first. So the, the we went really hardcore with no sugar anywhere in the house. So I don't know if you know, remember, but you were really limited on cookies and candy. And I remember. Do you think that this whole podcast is uh, just Rachel's rebellion against a lifetime without bubbly drinks? <laughs> no. It's not because we, I have I started drinking seltzer when I was really really little. Oh yes, yes, that is true. What Rachel got instead of soft drinks was various juices with soda water mixed in with with seltzer or yeah. So you come by this obsession honestly, wow. and in fact, in the way of kids everywhere, she named it. It became she gave it a family name, so it's still in our household called Ha. Because this was when she was just early stages of talking. Uh, she asked, can I have some of that ha? And we said, what the, the ha? You know, when you drink it, you go ha. So it became um, juice and ha. That was, that was what this drink was called, juice and ha. But just, oh just to let your listeners know that you come by this seltzer obsession, honestly. It's deep in your well, if not in your DNA, at least in your, your personal history. Sure. So, there you go. Um, <laughs> seltzer and I go way back. Uh, Travis, do you have three minutes of tape to play about your relationship with Seltzer? <laughs> uh, I do not have any tape. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest and say that I actually did not care about Seltzer at all when this podcast started. Uh, I considered uh, you and me to be sort of the gender-swapped Mulder and Scully of the Seltzer world, uh, <laughs> with me being the skeptic. So now it's time for our audience to try our two final seltzers and give their tasting notes and sense memories. Uh, collectively, whichever seltzer our audience decides is the best will be one-third of the final score of this episode. Uh, so first, we're going to start with Saratoga. I feel very uncomfortable. Oh, yes. No, no, no. Let the people have the Saratoga. What's happening? It goes down smooth, this one. Oh, it's very nice. It's a real crisp taste. It's very alive in my mouth. The bottle also just looks fancy, which makes me feel fancy. It looks credibly like a wine bottle, right? Yeah. So now is the chance for our, for our audience to express sense memories or tasting notes or grievances with the podcast. Uh, Julia Melfi has put her hand up. What, what you got, Julia? So I, uh, what I really appreciate about the Saratoga sparkling spring water is its intense bubble, which brings me to my grievance. <laughs> 
In an early episode of the podcast, Travis, <laughs> you mentioned, okay, you mentioned um, that, quote, you aren't in seltzer for the bubble. <laughs> to which I ask you, if you're not in seltzer for the bubble, what are you in seltzer for? That's my grievance. <laughs> uh, any other uh, sense memories, tasting notes? Peter Bresnan. It rem- it's very refreshing, but in like a disappointing way. Like, <laughs> and what it reminds me of, f- very literally now, I can't get it out of my head, is um, I have a summer birthday, and when I was a kid, I used to have birthday parties or pool parties every July, and no one would come to them because it was July. And so I remember it being a hot day and jumping in the pool, me feeling refreshed, but then getting out and feeling lonely. And so that's what this seltzer's like to me. <laughs> it's like hi- hydrate, disappointingly hydrating, disappointingly refreshing. Does anyone have anything positive? <laughs> Alison Boniface. So I don't care much about seltzer. I actually don't like seltzer. There is a French seltzer brand that's called Badois. And I remember once I was drunk and I drank it. And when I realized it was seltzer, I just spat it out like right away because <laughs> it was so disgusting. But this seltzer is kind of good. I like it. It's very refreshing. All right, so let's move on to a tasting of vintage. Um, my tasting note for the vintage is it's very lively bubble. It's got an unusual aftertaste, I think. It's like a, it's like a balmy aftertaste. I'm not a fan. Oh no, I'm getting a refreshing like citrus note. Uh, well, agree to disagree. I hear some strong feelings over there, and I'm very excited to get them on tape. Emily, you got thoughts on this guy? First sip of this one, it made me think of a basement. But I don't think it's, it doesn't taste bad. It tastes good. It's very, like, a very open bubble. It's very, like, tastes kind of like, like the bubbles in the Saratoga were, like, smaller and sharper. So it tastes kind of fuzzy, whereas this one's more open and it's cool. So it's kind of like a big basement to me (laughs) but that's all I have it's kind of it doesn't really have a flavor so it's kind of just like an open space but that space is cool so it is a basement like a finished basement or no I've never been in a finished basement (laughs) (laughs) um Chiquita and Julia did you guys have thoughts over there yeah, we went. We went on a journey. We were debating, like, uh, you know, the Saratoga is like, a, like a fancy kind of seltzer, and and I was like, I buy myself fancy seltzers all the time because I deserve it, and uh, and this is the kind of thing that I would just like, you know, nip on for a day. Whereas the vintage, I feel like I, I want to take it out in the world. You know, I want to put it in like a picnic basket, throw on a halter top, sit by the beach with my transistor radio. <laughs> we have one more comment about vintage here. Say your name on tape. We don't know who you are. My, my name is Dan Eisenberg. I think I think everybody's been missing one critical aspect of this debate, and that's that's religion, um, and that's because vintage seltzer is the only seltzer endorsed by the Jewish people. You don't find a Saratoga seltzer in an egg cream. It just doesn't happen. And so I think I think that if you want to have fidelity to this this Brooklyn seltzer culture, you have to go vintage. All right. <laughs> So now it is time for you all to vote. What are we voting on? Yeah, 
are we voting purely on flavor? Are we on bubble? Whichever one your, speaks to your heart mo more. Overall. Overall. First, overall best. The first rule of Seltzer Deathmatch is follow your heart. All right. So, you guys have voted. Uh, clearly, some of you more than once. But that's okay, because before you guys started voting multiple times, we had a clear winner. And that clear winner is... Sarah Toga Sparkling Water. Yeah. Yeah. All right, up next, Rachel and I will taste Saratoga and Vintage one last time. But before we get to that, we've got another surprise for you. We have tape of actual broadcasting legend Katie Couric talking about whether she likes seltzer. This is how we obtain this tape. <laughs> A few weeks ago, Lauren Ober, who hosts The Big Listen, posted on Twitter that she was about to interview Katie Couric and she was looking for suggestions for interview questions. So we tweeted from the Seltzer Deathmatch account, does Katie Couric like seltzer? <laughs> Katie Couric saw our tweet and brought it up to Lauren Ober during the interview. <laughs> so in this tape, the first voice you'll hear is Lauren Ober talk and then she's talking to Katie Couric. That actually came from a podcast of people who were judging seltzers, and they said, ask Katie Couric if she likes seltzer. Oh, so. that's true. That's funny. I love seltzer. <laughs> I live for seltzer. <laughs> I have one of those, what are those things called where you make your own seltzer? Yeah, soda stream. You have a soda stream. Yeah, I have a soda stream, but I lost a piece of it, so I don't oh, know. It no. doesn't really work anymore. There you go, everybody. <laughs> So now it is time for me and Travis to cast our votes for the winner of Seltzer Deathmatch. The audience vote counted for one third. And now Travis and I are going to cast votes that will account for the other two thirds. This time we're tasting the seltzers blind. So our previous guest judge, Julia Melfi, has set up a blind taste test for us. So Julia, will you bring us Seltzer A? All right, so now we are tasting Seltzer A. I'm pretty confident I know which one this is. Um, it has a metallic E taste. <laughs> Only one of them came in a can. I'm definitely catching a little basement. <laughs> I'm not totally sure why this cup smells like Cheetos. <laughs> um, but it did have more, um, more of a minerally body than I remembered, if it is the seltzer that I think it is. Uh, and, but it, the like telltale taste is this like final note of like hot citrus on the sides of your tongues, like a little bit of a bitter sour. And, and so I think I know what it is. Uh, I really liked the bub on this one. There were tons of bubs. <laughs> I feel like like I got thousands of bubs in in every sip. This one is this is like a it's a blanket bubble. It doesn't have a lot of differentiation. It's just like a hard like wash of bubble. It's a fine bubble. All right, let's try Seltzer B. So it's, it's definitely the cup that smells like Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> this bubble is huge. I can feel it like ricocheting around this flimsy plastic cup. I will say that the bub on this one is not as inspiring as the previous bub. Oh no, I like this one a lot because it's more of a erratic bub. I like an erratic bub. I don't like just like a straightforward, consistent like 
four to the floor bub. I like I like a sort of like cap and jazz kind of bub. You like an unpredictable bub. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we are going to cast our votes. Rachel, seltzer A or seltzer B? I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with seltzer B. Here's what I'm gonna say is that Seltzer A had a definite metallic-y taste. Seltzer B had a much cleaner taste. So going on flavor alone, I also have to pick Seltzer B. So that's two votes for Seltzer B. So now here's, here's what's going to happen. Julia, when we find out what Seltzer B is, we'll know who the winner of Seltzer Deathmatch is. That's true. What is Seltzer B? Seltzer B is vintage. Wow. Wow. Shocking. So all your votes didn't matter. Uh, So we want to thank all of our guest judges and everybody else who gave their support to this vital project. Uh, Doan Boo, Ravenna Koenig, Ryan Leach, Kalila Holt, Ramel Wood, Lynn Levy, Julia Melfi, Laura Sim, Mike Pesca, Austin Thompson, Zoe Chase, Chiquita Pascal, Katie Christensen, Nazanin Rafsanjani, Chris Barube, Theo Balcom, Rachel's dad, Lauren Ober, Katie Couric, and our live audience here at Rachel's apartment. And you, the listener. Thanks for listening to this. You can follow us on Twitter at Seltzer Death and be sure to subscribe on iTunes so you will be the first to know when and or if season two happens. I'm Rachel Ward. And I'm Travis Larchuk. See you later! Seltzer ain't sweet like a soda pop. Seltzer ain't safe like a water drop. Seltzer will not get you drunk. Seltzer is not very punk, but if bubs an itch, you have to scratch. It's time to play Seltzer Deathmatch.